calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. When did you get into wrestling, then? And how did you get hooked on that? Oh, that's a lifelong, you know. Hey, you guys okay. hear me? You were dropping out. Yeah, I got you. It was for a second. You were just about to say it was uh, a lifelong. Uh, yep. Yes. Born eight, so you know the federation, uh, as they call it, characters, and you know I had I had some. Sorry, is that? Yeah, I think we froze up again. Joe, are you? Uh, are you yeah, I've out? noticed some freezing. Maybe it's just the question. Be damned, but we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. Let's try it one more time. If it doesn't work, Joe's going to drop out, and it'll just be me and you, and maybe we'll see. But yeah, so the once again, Mike, wrestling. thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got I yeah, at a very young age, the you know the Hasbro era, yes, the, you know WrestleFest, all that, like the characters and all that. I, I went to the Royal Rumble '91 in in Miami, Florida, where I'm from. It, it sucked because I was a big Warrior fan and he lost. Oh, and I didn't like Hogan, and he won the Rumble and he threw out Earthquake. Who I just always liked Earthquake. <laughs> That's funny. There's something about a 27-year-old man that looks 50 that I'm a big Yes. Yeah, Iron Anderson disease. Like, I'm always, like, rooted for... Yeah, that was heartbreaking, that that warrior loss when Savage cracked the the scepter over his head. Yeah, and it was, like, slaughter, and it was, like, about Iraq, and... Yeah. Yeah, I... Like, it is. All right. Okay. Maybe that helps. That's why. Yeah. And Joe dropped out too. So maybe, I don't know, just have it on the old stream. So whatever one, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. And yeah. First time we've had, like, it was funny because um, we all march on. We only have like five or six more questions anyway. So, okay, um, cool, cool. so we were at, we were talking about the Savage thing. Yeah. Roman um, number 91 and it being all about like the Iraq war and patriotism and not caring and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was uh, eight. I was like, I don't know what politics, you know, it's like, I don't fucking. And, and, and to me, it was like the Iraq war was just a thing that preempted the Simpsons. <laughs> That's so funny. I never thought about that. Yeah, see, I was a little older. I was like 14, but still, I mean, I just remember like not liking that character because even at an early age, I'm like, this seems too serious for my pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, like, why are we talking yeah. about this? <laughs> and I love yeah, the and especially knowing about like Hulk Hogan, the person in real life, like, there's no one to root for. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then I found out, and it's, you know, like wrestling, you know, I know everything's predetermined. I, I don't like to use the, the F word. Me but, too. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. You know, but like, or, you know, like a lot of it's made up. But I, I will say, I was devastated when I found out that Sergeant Slaughter was never actually in the military. Yes. But that yeah. he talks about it like he is. It's like the stolen valor thing. It's really weird. Yeah. it's. I didn't find that one out until like a couple of years ago. Because uh, I don't know why. Talk about a mark. 
I always, oh, he was on G.I. Joe. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they must have did their homework, certainly. No. <laughs> but he talks about, like, being in Vietnam and stuff. Yeah. Like, the actual Bob Remus, like, the real guy. And it's like, but you weren't. That's, right. like, not cool. No. Like, how deep are you into this, like, character? Yeah. Stuff, right? <laughs> you know, Jesse's like, I was a Navy SEAL and I never saw you. <laughs> Jesse was right. <laughs> another conspiracy. <laughs> man. Man. Who are your favorite? This is not even to opt. I don't care. Who are your favorite announcers? You know, I, it wasn't something I thought about that much as a, yeah. as a little kid. But, I mean, Heenan, Heenan, I love. Hilarious. And, yeah, Heenan and Gorilla, I think, is my is my go-to team. I mean, even, like, I didn't know that Vince McMahon was the owner of the company. Right. But, like, he was so stilted. Just as a human being. Yeah. And the way they talked. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. And I liked, I like, you know, I stuck around to like 94, 95. So I like Lawler. Lawler, Lawler would crack me up. I mean, I, I remember watching the SummerSlam 90, uh, sorry, Survivor Series 93. I know he was also at SummerSlam 93, but uh, the way that he would make fun of Helen Hart was so funny to me as a kid because it was just so mean. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah he tortured that family. <laughs> he just no-sold it. I just said, okay, I guess, you know, I, I've, I've had nine kids come out of my, my cooch, so, you know, I don't feel <laughs> anything anymore. 93. Was that with the joint? The Knights. The little file? The Knights. Oh, right. That was fine. Okay, the Knights. And, oh, it was uh, supposed to be. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was supposed to be Jerry Lawler, and then it ended up being Shawn Michaels because Jerry Lawler got into some, you know, uh, issues. As yes. <laughs> you know. Um, Outsized demon. You were talking earlier about with comedy, how, you know, you met a lot of good people up there. Like, so on the wrestling aspect, you know, they always say don't meet your heroes, but I'm assuming you've met some people. How's that going for you? Pretty well, or yeah, it's fun, man. Because I've done some roast wrestling, right. you know, ro roasting wrestlers and stuff. And yeah, like Jeff Jarrett, I, 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 I say on the record, Jeff Jarrett was the reason I stopped watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. That it was like '95, and he was like being featured more and more, and I just hated his character. I hated him. And then I did the the Bruce Pritchard roast in 2018, and he was on the dais. And he was so nice beforehand. And I went in harder on him than anybody else. And he was like so fun and like such a good sport about it. Like I did a joke, which was the only good angle you've ever been in is Karen. Oh. And he did this thing. It was so funny where he like gets up and he like glares at me. And then he cracked a smile and it was like, oh, okay, that, that guy, this guy's cool. That's funny. Because it's like, uh, it was like the, the wrestler in him, like the showman, like, okay, people want to see me react to this, you know, but I know you're joking. It's cool. Yeah, he's in on it. That's good. Yeah, he was awesome. He was so awesome. Now, what made you decide to get into podcasting and wrestling? It was just, you know, like I, I've been friends with Dan St. Germain since 2007. He's, he's one of my best friends and Scott Chaplin, you know, and I did their show Total F and Marks a few times and it was fun. And then they, added Robert Karpolis from WWE creative-ish that big Twitter feed and you know he was a he was a WWE writer and 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 that was the show that they were doing was Total Left and Marks they had like a new format and then I guessed it on like two episodes in December and then Dan was just like you just want to do the show with us and I was like okay and then we just started to uh do the show and then figured out 
how to reformat it a little bit, add the roasting element. You know, when it was Total F and Marks, it was like this 10 count and they would go through all these different topics. And now we've kind of like simplified it a bit to, uh, you know, there's less topics, but there's still like a lot of like recurring segments and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's fun. We, I think AEW is a lot more fun to talk about than WWE sure. right now. So that's a lot of what we do outside of, yeah, we roast a wrestler. We talk about what we like about them, what we dislike about them, you know, jokes, a moment from their career. And then yeah, we often review Dynamite and we talk about like our favorite and least favorite thing from the week in wrestling. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, like WWE like just feels the same every week. Mm-hmm. Like and the thing with like AEW, what, what I love about it is the good stuff is great and the bad yeah. stuff is just fucking bonkers. Yeah, like they don't have you know as much of a filter. So there's horrible stuff on AEW, but it's even more fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Arn Anderson saying, you know, I put a Glock to a guy's head, and yeah. like this week he was like burning clothes, like. Yeah. It's, it's it's the silliest thing, but it's hilarious, and it's like it is more fun to talk about than anything that's like overly produced on on WWE. Yeah, it doesn't feel as sterile. Absolutely, it's very yeah, and it's like AEW. It's also it's like just about everyone on WWE. Like it makes sense why they were hired. Right. There are just people on AEW that makes no sense that they're there other than that they're like someone's friend or something like a, like a Doctor Luther. <laughs> right, I forgot. <laughs> like our our our, our punching bag is you know qt marshall like we always mm. make fun of him and he's so fun to talk about because it's like why is this guy on tv <laughs> and, yeah. and then he's like is prominently featured he's like you know they put him in a match in between cm punk's return and you know an omega title match it was him and you know paul white and it's like right. this is a joke that's gone too far <laughs> right yeah no it's great yeah you're right it's very interesting and um I was thinking about this. I was actually watching, uh, what was it, NWA the other day. And they had something that was, you could tell, it's a tape show. And somebody missed, said they, they called Aldous Magnus. And they, and they corrected him. They said, oh, you, you're so used to calling him Magnus from your TNA days. I think it was Velvet was on the show. And it was Aldous. And I thought, you know, if that was WWE and this was taped, that would have never made air. But instead, it's no. like, ah, eh, it's fun. People make mistakes. It's no big deal. And I think that's. What I kind of like, like, I, and I'm not hating on WWE, but I think that is one of the issues. It's just very sterile, and everything is just so overreproduced sometimes. It's just like, ah, I was like, I want to know that maybe some stuff will go wrong once in a while, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, or just switch things up, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I I love that on, on uh, the latest episode of Dynamite, and it's not something they should do all the time, but, you know, it was like an eight-man mm-hmm. tag that opened the show, and they were already all in the ring. And right. at like at eight oh one, they're already wrestling, and right. you're already like off to the races. Where you know every show where it's like a package and mm-hmm. all this preamble, and even you know like entrances are awesome, and they should always be done for the live crowd. But for your television audience, I don't know if you need them every single time. Right. You know, sometimes just like boom, here's a match and. And what Dynamite does that, that I, I, I really love, or just AEW in general, they tell you everything that's going to be on the show. Right, right. And within the first two minutes, and then you're like, okay, because like that, that idea of 
hey, we're all just here at the wrestling show because we're wrestlers, but none of us know what we're doing tonight. It's just absurd if you think about it. <laughs> they I just wandered in. Have a match with you. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. like, Dynamite never has impromptu matches. Like, maybe mm. they'll... You know the the, the the thing that they might set up a match for Rampage and it's in front of the same audience, but even that's like a different show, or they'll set it up for next week. I like to do eight man tag too because they didn't do the entrance, but we didn't get a commercial either. So it was like 16 minutes, 15, 16 minutes of just wrestling. And I was like, oh, you know, like like you said, I don't know if we could skip the entrances all the time, but once in a while it's pretty nice. Like, okay. Yeah. And that they, that's probably a decision they had to make, but you know, but yeah, and then I mean, it's interesting. Now we're just talking about dynamite. But yeah, <laughs> it is like it is fascinating. Like wrestling fan. I mean, fandom in general. But like we we were talking about our show this week. We were so you know excited about Punk coming back, and we're already like, can yeah. you just do something, dude? I, know. I don't want him to go. I just want him to like feud with somebody. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he said, you know, this opponent, this opponent. Right. Yeah, we're waiting for like the story. You know, wrestling's yeah, all about for the story. sure. Yeah. So we do have a segment on here where we talk about a top five. It's kind of our signature thing we do every week. It's just like, you know, we have something to do a little different. So it's called the five three one. So we're just looking to get a top five list from you on a future episode. And we're doing top five current tag teams. Okay. Top five current tag teams. I'm going to go with, I'll say the Usos. Okay. You know, I, I think... When we look back at their career and, you know, even what they're doing now, it's like they're awesome. You know, they they feel like they're part of the main event. They're so good that WWE doesn't care that one of them is a drunk driver that might murder people. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's a mark of a good tag team. I mean, they're such a good tag team that the other one will give them his pee. <laughs> or maybe they do twin magic with the breathalyzer test. <laughs> that, that's a wrestling, yeah. yeah. The old the old Hebner eighty eight. Killer bees. Yeah, I, I I think that they're they're amazing. You know, the Lucha brothers yeah. are just and I'm not just picking these because they're champions. I'm not being all okay babe about it, but I mean the Lucha brothers, it's like you always see something new and, and it's just incredible. Proud and powerful. I, I love those guys. They're so fun. I hate that. AEW will just like act like they don't exist for like two months at a time and then they're just gone because I think they should be on the show a lot more. I would say that the Street Profits and, and mainly because I, I think Montez Ford is going to be a huge star. Yeah. And Angelo Dawkins is the size of two Genetis. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Like he's, you know, a yeah. good second he's outshadowed now. But you know he he's gonna get tuckered really quick uh, once Montez Ford goes on his own. Remember, remember there was a guy named Tucker for two years, and then oh yeah, fucking yeah, Tucker. Tucker. And, uh... Yeah, I but I because I love yeah Montez is awesome. The, the Fox Splash is awesome, and then if I had to pick one more, I would say I'm trying to think of all the oh you know what you know I I really do like the acclaimed. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. a character guy. I'm a gimmick guy and mm. and they're fun and you know AEW does have a great tag team division. And then they also have, you know, like I said like guys that are just like what you know the the first episode I did of Total Evan Marks, I was like, "Guys, I'm going to have a segment called What is an Helico?" 
Tell me what <laughs> Angelico is, because I don't know what he is. Like, what's the name? Like, you know, and like, okay, he's just a guy named Angelico. And they they say he's like the master of submissions, but he never wins. He never taps anyone out. <laughs> so yeah, I would go. I would go with those guys because they're really fun. I was really happy the caster thing was, you know, passed and, and that he's back on. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, you know, the Young Bucks are fun. Uh, Lucha, no, 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 Lucha, I already said them. Oh, Jurassic Express, yeah. Yeah. I like them too. You know, it's, it, I, I read, like, I think, I think Robert or one of, one of the guys said on the podcast that, the, you know, WWE has like a women's tag title, but there's only one team left. Right. And I think it's like Charlotte and Nikki Ash, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, we're we Ripley and, and, and Nikki Ash. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I, I, AEW just announced that they're doing that women's, it's going to be the TBS championship, and it'll be a women's championship. And I thought, what a nice idea. We didn't have to cram a tag team division because, like, yeah. you know, like we don't have teams right now, and that's fine. <laughs> Well, the the joke I always make is I, I call the, the the women matches nine twenty five live because almost every week they're at exactly nine twenty five. They're usually in the same segment most of the time. I'd say eighty percent of the time on AW, you know when the women's match is going to happen. That's and, true. Uh, and they only ever have one, so it is interesting to me that there's now two titles, but they still only only have one ever match. It's like. Is it the TBS title? But they're all going to be on dark because it's like it is amazing that all the all the women have these like amazing numbers, but they only ever do one match. Mm. It's like you know, how did Red Velvet win twelve times? I, I won't right. or lose on Dynamite. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, they almost got the Goldberg records where it was kind of softened, like they had a weekend off. Like, oh, Goldberg's now one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, except they actually happen. That's the thing. It's like you can't. It's like, right. Even though I love the show, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch Dark. I'm not gonna, right. you know. And I don't like when they expect me to. Right. <laughs> now, so you got wrestling. We got stand-up comedy. We got podcasting. You're writing. What's would you say is your favorite thing to do right now? Uh, writing. Right. It, it pays the most <laughs> and it's, it's fulfilling. You know, it's like I, I, I've co-written the weekend update pieces for Pete Davidson with, with Pete and this amazing uh, comic Dave Sirius. And like, those are fun. And even though it's like, it's not me telling the jokes, the fact that like, you know, millions of people get to get to see these jokes that we all uh, work on together is awesome to me. That's cool. That's cool. It's great. You got all these different passions too. You get to work on. Now, that being said, what would you say will be some of your goals then for the next year or so? I love to, you know, sell my own show and just uh, continue working. Like it's, it's hard to get into show business and it's even harder to stay. Mm. <laughs> so I used to just keep working and, you know, sell my, the life story of QT Marshall screenplay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I hope that gets out there, man. I hope he's so in the thick of it, even though his hair is thinning. <laughs> he really does have that whole haircut from men vibe, too. Like, oh, it's, it looks like amazing. That. Yeah. I, there's a documentary about him called The Wrestler, uh, which is somehow sadder than the one with Rick, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> and, and it's like him doing like a WWE tryout and not getting it and like talking to his mom. We get to see Mama Marshall. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I'm a wrestling fan. So I'm going to look that up as soon as oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm done here, I gotta find out. On, I think it's on Tubi. Oh yeah, 
they, yeah. they have all the documentaries on there. Yeah. There's one 365 days and counting. We interviewed some guy who directed that. He was on The Wrestler. He was actually with one of the executive producers uh, or associate producer, which I found out the associate producer for films do whatever the executive producer tells you to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. but so, yeah, Tubi, that's a great place to <laughs> get some of your wrestling needs. So on that note, I know Joe hit it at the beginning, but since we found out you don't have a Twitter, would you like to hit us with any social media and anything else you may want to promote? Yeah, Mike Lawrence comedy on Instagram. You know, there's a Russell Roast Facebook page. And then obviously the the Russell Roast podcast. If you like wrestling, if you like comedy, I think, you know, we do a great job. And, you know, the thing I would really say that I I love about our show is, yeah, we're we're funny, but like, we, we love wrestling and wrestlers, but we also don't pretend it's the most important thing in the world we're able to like be silly about it and you know it's such it's such an absurd thing pretend combat you know watch, watching people in their underwear and you know we we point that out sometimes so it's it's still real to me but because the rest of my life is fake i would say is the uh <laughs> russell roast motto if i had to come up with one Great stuff. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you. uh, Love talking wrestling with you, man. And comedy. Have a good one, man. Thank you. All right, you too, man. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F O U R, the numbers 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at F O U R 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. Man, they call Dave. AJ Strange Brew is back in the house with us. And we are talking top current tag teams. AJ, you love tag team wrestling. I, I do. There's so much great tag teams out there right now. I think we've had somewhat of a revival, no pun intended, on the actual rebuilding of tag teams. I think, quite frankly, the WWE still sucks when it comes to tag team wrestling, but the rest of the world is looking incredible. I have one team from WWE that I'd put on my list, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. and I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. No, uh, it's great to see. This is one. Oh, there's one in NXT. UK that made my list, actually, I should say that, too. Do you want to start off with mine, or do you want to start off with... Give me somebody on your list, here. Absolutely. All right, so I'm starting off first here with Scott from Voluntown. We have got FTR. Yep. Santana and Ortiz. Tetsuya Naito, or Naito yeah. and Sonata. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. And the Briscoes. So Briscoes. a good top five there. And you'll notice not a single WWE tag team on this whole list. No, no, no. Briscoes are good. And I think... I like Lethal and Gresham. Lethal and Gresham are great. I was going to say, I think he was saying it was hard not to put the Lucha Bros, too, when I talked to him on that list, too. So 
Uh, I think he wanted to make them an honorable mention. I don't it know it is interesting that he chose um, San Antena and Ortiz over the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting tag team choice to make. To me, I think the Lucha Brothers are the better of the two tag teams. It's nothing against Ortiz and Santana. They can make any list also. I, I just personally prefer the Lucha Brothers over the two of them. I understand that. Now, Randy Asuka's friend sent us a list. Phil, a.k.a. Nightmare10 on Twitter. He's got the Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, FTR, Jurassic Express, and Pride and Powerful. So Santana Ortiz, so known as Pride and Powerful, make the list here yeah. as well with the Lucha Bros. And that's an interesting list. So if you look at that list, all AEW tag teams. I, I, I mean, I know they're going to be coming up soon. I know they're on other lists, but I think it's interesting that thus far, I haven't seen the Young Bucks. Oh, no, they were the second team mentioned. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I didn't hear yeah. them on his list. Sorry. But that's I know, funny that, I know they weren't on Scott's. Sorry. It's funny because if you look at top teams, too, I think you got to include the Young Bucks. They like top current teams. But I kind of went my favorite, personally, just so I kind of make it a little different. And I got to tell you, I didn't put the Bucks on my list either. And I don't hate the Bucks, but they're just not like my favorite tag team. I don't know what it is. I no, I, I, good team. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate the Bucks either, but you're not going to find them on my list either. No, I know. I know at least one team we're probably going to be sharing on our list. We'll talk about that later. Uh, who do you got next? I, I can tell you there's one that I think we might be sharing that's not on anybody's list thus far. But let's let's go on to Jake so far. We've got Jake St. John. He is Mrs. St. John's second favorite baby boy. We've got the Young Bucks making his list number one. FTR. We've got the Briscoe Brothers. We've got John Moxley and Ed, Eddie Kingston because uh, he says he loves their friendship. Which is cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the Lucha Brothers. And then because it is Jake St. John, we do have the Jake St. John rule in play here. And with an honorable mention, we've got MSK. He hates the name, but he loves the tag team. Uh, good good move. Good move. MSK is a great team. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Enjoyed him in Impact. Enjoy him in NXT. Still not my not on my list, but they are, they are a great team. I'm going to read a couple that Producer Joe sent to me here. I got Chuck Winchester's list. He's from the Buzz family. He's got RK Bro, New Day, Usos, Lucha Brothers, and Best Friends. Interesting about Chuck's list is a little more heavy WWE. I know he watches WWE, but just in keeping up with AEW, the two teams he picked were Lucha Brothers and Best Friends. I thought that was well, here's the interesting thing about the best friends is best friends six months ago would have made my list, but that was when it was Trent and Chuck. Trent is nowhere to be seen right now, and so therefore the best friends do not make my list. Understandable. Josh DeBoard sent us a list as well. He's got the Usos, RK Bro, MSK, AJ, and Omos, and Imperium. Oh. So Imperium, I thought was a nice add out list because you know I don't know if they get the credit they deserve. They're technically sound. No, very technically team. sound. Very good tag team. Long time NXT staple now, and you NXT UK. Not on my list, but very good team. I'm gonna read one more, and then we'll go to who you got next. I got John White here. He's got the Usos, Lucha Brothers, RK Bro, FTR, Finjuice. And an honorable mention to Men of the Year and the Good Brothers. Men of the Year. You They're know, growing on me. I, I like them. I like Ethan Page. I, I, I like just them. don't think they've worked as a team enough to actually be on my top yeah, five. that's right. They've been more in angles, and they've been doing single stuff as well. Let, let me tell together. you something. Once again, six months ago, I would have gone with the North. So The North would have definitely been for us. <laughs> yeah, 1,000%. All right, who we got next, AJ? All right, so I've got Mr. St. John's favorite baby boy, Zach St. John. And he went with FTR. The Usos, the Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, and then he finally nailed 
the team that I'm going to get from NXT. He got the Grizzled Young Vets. Thought you would do that. I knew what you were implying earlier. So they're another great team out of Europe, too. I'm going to surprise you. I went a little different, but we'll get to that later. Joe sent us a list of himself here. He's got FTR, the Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, Von Erics out of GCW, Chris Dickerson, and Starboy Charlie. The Briscoes as an honorable mention. So not bad. How many more lists you got there? I believe I have two more. Two more. I got one, one, one from a farm and one from New Hampshire. All right. So I got... I got two, three. The rest of you, there's a list I have here from Tyler Peters. I think he only sent us Tyler, one. don't call me Stiff Peters. Yes. <laughs> he had originally sent us the Midnight Express, Iron and Tully, the Rock and Roll Express, and the Road Wars of Doom. And I didn't even look at it. Joe said all, 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 all of them are doing very well right now. And I said uh. to Joe, I said, I never looked at this last night. And he goes, yeah, hold on. <laughs> so, and Kyle, uh, all we got is he said, FTR, trying to think of others. So, <laughs> I, I think the only one of his teams other than that that's active is the Rock and Roll the Express. Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, I wasn't want to include them, actually. <laughs> but, again, here's another pattern. I feel like the FTR have made almost every list so far. Yeah, they're a great freaking tag team. Whether you call them a rival, whether you call them FTR, I call them, quite frankly, a mixture of all of those teams that Tyler Peters mentioned. Whether, yeah. whether it's the Midnight Express, whether it's Tully and Iron, they're a mixture of everything that's good in tag team wrestling. 100%. And we also got a list from Joe's brother, Matt. He's got Joe's, Joe's brother, Matt. We love you, Matt. Yeah, he's got Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks, RK Bro, Private Party, and FTR. That might be the first list Private Party made on here. Yeah, Private Party is an up-and-coming team. I think that they're not even getting enough play in AEW, quite frankly. Right now, I think that the worst thing that happened to them was being aligned with Matt Hardy. I think that yeah. they're getting buried in the shuffle, unfortunately, that they focus more on the other tag team, the Butcher and the Blade that's with Matt Hardy. And I don't think Private Party is getting anywhere near enough play. Also, they are nowhere near as cool as Waves and Curls. <laughs> Shout out to Northeast Wrestling's favorite tag team. What do you got for a list, bud? I've got Randy Osga. Now, I love Randy. You know, Randy's one of my biggest fans, and I and I appreciate that because uh, I'm an egomaniac. However, Randy, you're a fucking idiot, and you can't count to five because you gave me nine fucking teams. Oh, yeah, he did. I saw his <laughs> so, so, so I hope you don't mind, Randy. I'm just going to give five of your nine, so screw oh, you. Yeah. I'll give, him, I'll give him all Randy's list. Come on! Long time fan. There's got to be show. rules. No, no. Uh, we got, yeah, we got a Jake rule. Maybe right, the Oscar so, rule now. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, he works on a farm. He probably thinks five is nine. It's fine. He's very um, excited. No, two, 2.0. Yep. We've, we've got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. RK Bro. <laughs> Finn Juice. The New Day. Los Parks, which is a great one. I love that one. Lucha mm. Brothers. Santana Ortiz. And then he actually came back with a number nine. He had actually finished at eight. And came back with a number nine and actually hit like Jake St. John with MSK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting on that list that he had. Oh, God. I'm blanking out now. Who was the first on his list? 2.0. 2.0. Thank you. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, I like 2.0. I love 2.0. I think they're and, great. And, and quite frankly, if we're looking for an old-fashioned tag team similar to the Revival, similar of that nature, 2.0, absolutely adore them. But yeah. they're not making my list. No, 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 no. I think CM Punk called them uh, the Nasty Boys' little brothers last night. Well, that, that's because uh, yeah. of the vests. Yeah. I, I actually thought the same thing with the vests. I saw the vests and was like, huh, 
I thought it should be to the nasty boys. Back. I said something yeah. to Scott. Yeah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. What's going on here? But they're growing on me big time. Absolutely. They wrestle a lot better than the nasty boys. So I guess there's that. So <laughs> Mike Flynn sends me a list. He's got the Bucks, RK Bro, Pride and Powerful, FTR, and MSK. Okay. Anybody surprising you that making a lot of lists so far? No, not really. I mean, Mo- it's a, it's I mean Mo- I'll, I'll be honest with you. If anything surprised me, it's Moxley and Kingston. Just because I still don't think of them as a team. No, it's so, funny. I think I'm surprised the Usos didn't make more lists. But I, I think- I'm a little surprised with the Usos. But in, in fairness, a lot of our listeners, a lot of our viewers, are not necessarily the biggest WWE fans. And, and I would it, say, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, and and I respect the Usos. However, they didn't make my list either. Well, so I was going to say too, and you can throw the New Day made some people's list too. And I, oh, I can't stand say, the New Day. <laughs> yeah, well, I think maybe too that maybe Usos and New Day suffer from the same thing. Part of it's our listeners, but also yeah. part of it's and maybe they don't have really good teams to feud with anymore. Well, and that's just it. And when they do go out there, a lot of times they spend as much time now wrestling in singles as right. they do. If you go past the back back the few months you've seen more of the New Day Wrestling singles matches versus people than you have anything else. Agreed. Agreed. Now, who we got next? I've got Jesse from New Hampshire. That's a, or if you prefer, New Hampshire. Either way, Hampshire. really. I love it. We'll go either way. We've got the Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, FTR making another list. It's going to be awful hard to beat them. Yeah. Here's one that we haven't seen a lot of yet. Jurassic Express. Yeah, I think uh, they made one of the lists so far. Yeah. And then he's got the Usos. Okay. So they're back. They're back, baby. So, And that's Jesse's whole list. That's five teams. Okay, cool. cool, cool. I, I, I think his list is solid. The thing about the tag teams, what we talked about at the beginning of this, is there's so many tag teams right now. Right. Uh, around the world, there's great tag teams. And it, I'm surprised we're getting as much consistent responses with similar names as we are considering how many great tag teams there are. One that hasn't made anybody's list yet is the Good Brothers. Good Brothers. I'm glad you brought that up because I got Albert Bettis from the Rockin' Wrestling, Rockin' Randy's Wrestling Crew, and he's got FTR, the Briscoes, the Good Brothers, and he's got Gorillas of Destiny and Devon Eriks rounding up his top five. Dude, love that the Von Eriks finally made a goddamn list. How, yeah. how, how, how can you not have the Von Eriks on any list? I'm I think- sitting I was One sitting here person, steaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they did make a lot. Yeah. No, Good Brothers finally made a list too. You know, it's uh, interesting. I feel like Young Bucks definitely have come back a little bit now as we start reading this more and more. We're hearing more of them. But man, as we go into the finals here, what have we been hearing most of? FTR. FTR, Santana uh, and Ortiz made a lot of lists. Yeah, bros. The, the Briscoes started off strong, but they seem to have fallen off a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the Bucks finally kind of came back the, a little bit. Though, yeah, so. if anything, I think the Briscoes and the Bucks have somewhat evened up because yeah. I think the Briscoes were solid at the beginning, and I think the Bucks have kind of taken off at the end. So, right. well, we got we got two more lists. Yeah, well, my list is the Lucha Brothers. They did make my list. I've got the Grizzled Young Vets because I think that when it comes to just being a pure tag team. Oh, yeah. there, there's none any better out there, quite frankly. I've got the Von Eriks because they're friends of the show and they're also an awesome tag team. So right. anybody who's watched MLW and doesn't recognize what a great tag team they are, shame on you. Old uh, school. 
Absolutely. And speaking of old school, I've got FTR on mine in my number. What was that? My fourth one? Sorry. I lost track of where I was counting. And then my number five, quite frankly, is the Briscoes. I've always been a fan of the Briscoes. I know some people don't politically like them or what they say and stuff like that, but they're heels, goddammit, and they're supposed to not say popular things. And I love them as a tag team. And quite frankly, they're the tag team that's been together maybe the longest active tag team on this list that's very so. possible oh, ross and marshall have been together since birth but i get what yeah. you're saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm in fairness the briscoes are also brothers and i think they're yeah, a lot older right. than marshall. Oh, I right. <laughs> so, yeah and i think they're older so yeah they have been together what am i talking about i was ready for that one <laughs> you are yeah 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 I, so yeah ross and marshall i was saying tremendous old school team what i meant by that was their old school texas brawling type team they, they remind do. me of their uncles and they're, dad. They're, they're different from FTR and they're different right. to, from teams like that because their teamwork doesn't necessarily flow like the Midnight Express. But when it right. comes to just straight up old fashioned Texas style, kick your ass brawl, they remind me of Brody and Hanson a little bit, but without the size. I can see that. They definitely, like I said, I definitely think of them like their dad and their uncles. Yeah. Obviously, they're rubbing, I mean, even in style. Now, that by, being said, by the way, I think Tyler Peters had Brody and Hanson on his current tag team list also. <laughs> Shout out to Tyre Peters. All right, my final list to wrap us up will be, I got Ross and Marshall as well, former NWW Tag Champs, FTR. They're going to make my list. I got the Usos. I think they're Ooh, doing great so. things with the bloodline with Roman Reigns. I, I do like the Usos. I It's not anything against them. No, I know. I, I just think right now for just wrestling as a pure tag team, that this is, that the, this is what you get. Plus they there was that... More. They need more teams well, to compete with, too. Well, well, they don't have the teams to compete with. They basically have one other team to compete with. Yeah. And then they also had the year off where um, I believe it was Jimmy that was injured for a year. So uh, it's been a while. thousand percent. And, of course, uh, Jimmy's also the one who got in a little trouble there, too. Recently yeah, too. Jimmy also got in trouble there. And then you've but got that, that hasn't stopped them, actually. <laughs> in, 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 in fairness, main event Jey Uso uh, did great as a single. So Funny sidebar, too, before I finish my list, too. Last week, when uh, Brock was beating up the Usos in front of Roman, and Roman wouldn't come down, he beat up Jimmy, gave him a suplex, and then he goes to suplex Jay, and you see Roman go, don't you touch Jay. <laughs> so it's like, that's my favorite. Don't you do that. <laughs> we don't give a shit about Jimmy, but don't you touch Jay. Don't you touch main event Jay Uso. Yeah. So he knows it. Now, finishing up my last two teams, I got Mox and Kingston because, like Jay, I like their friendship. I think it's great. And I knew that AJ would really approve of me putting a tag team on because they're friends. <laughs> they're, they're not a fucking tag team. <laughs> Shout they're out to Jay. They're, they're two singles wrestlers that are just wrestling together. They did have a tag title match at one of the pay-per-views against yeah. the Bucks. And okay, hey, I would fine. I mean, whatever. Mustache Mountain. I'm gonna run oh. They're not teaming up all the time now. I know they're not. You're that's right, why right. I, that's why I but, didn't count them. But they did team up on this past week's episode or the week before recently. So they had one recently. So I was like, I, you know what? I didn't I didn't want to take a spot away from teams that are working regularly. Mm. Because and, and I'm with you. I love Mustache Mountain. I, I love the way they work. I love everything about them. But Mm. Well, hey, I'm the only one to put them down, so they had to get I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. I love the team. All right, so I think we're going to have to go FTR and Bucks here, and I think maybe round it up with the Briscoes. What votes? It was yeah. close. It was Briscoes, Lucha, and Pride and Powerful. 
See, I, I, I like the fact that you're sticking with the format and you're sticking with who deserves to be in there. I think that's great. But <laughs> I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for the Von Ericks. The Von Ericks, okay. <laughs> As the number three team. Well, then uh, we'll just—they're getting booted anyway. <laughs> yeah, they go. They're going out first. Don't okay. get me wrong. All right. However, I don't well, think that whoever whoever the number three team is. Is getting booted. So let's we're, just go with the Von Ericks. Let's tie that. We're tied for number three. They're both getting booted. The Briscoes and the Von Ericks. Which would be a great match, by the way. Love oh, I would love up. to see that. You talk about a brawl. Yeah, let's Get, sign you up. Book, book that. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, now on this list, I, I think we're going to be biased here. I know we're going to be biased. The Are Young we? Bucks versus FTR. <laughs> now, listen, if you go by title credentials, obviously the Bucks have had a little more success in terms of AEW at least and they never competed in WWE. FTR has held every title in WWE and they've been AEW tag champs at this point. They're also managed by Tully Blanchard. They're managed by Tully. I just think that and, and you can argue that obviously the Bucks are in the main event angle and stuff like that, but I just think FTR when you look um, at who they are as a team. Yeah, you can't really go by who's in the main event angle when one of the two teams is the VPs of the fucking company. <laughs> I'll say this too. If you go back too, and I don't know a lot of people talk about this, and I think this was the story. If you go back to when the Bucks were babyfaces and they won the tag titles off of FTR, yeah, it was I can't remember which one did jumped off the ropes and did like a attempted like a uh, Scorpio splash there, you know, yeah. and like a four fifty, and he missed it. And the Bucks I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a hint: it wasn't the bald one. So <laughs> my point of this is, to me, that story was very telling because. FTR and the Bucks were having this great back and forth match, and then the FTR does something out of their element, decide to go for a high flying move, and it costs them. And I thought there was a big part of the story that was never really told. It was that one difference that ended up costing them the match. And my dad, I'm just basically getting that FTR is such great storytellers. I think they put a lot of this together. I think when you look at the stuff they do, where they pay homage to the Midnight Express, the Heart Foundation, Demolition, Anderson and Tully. I don't know. To me, they symbol they're symbolic of what tag team wrestling is. And they're all around great guys from everything I've heard. Oh, too. So 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 here's the thing. And AEW, you know, I, I love AEW. I think that they're doing a great job of utilizing all their talent. They're doing a wonderful job. If there's any place where they've kind of slipped up a little bit. I think they could use FTR even more. So yeah, I have no that, problem with that. Yeah, and we are we are not impartial here. We are huge fans of that style of wrestling, and we're huge huge fans of late '80s wrestling. And they bring us back there. And this isn't about what we love. We could easily make it about what we love. But I genuinely believe the best tag team in the world is FTR. Now, I'm going to add a little extra to this episode, a little bonus. We might not do this every episode, but we just wanted to have a little wrestling talk on Ooh. it. So, you know, uh, you had mentioned to me before about talking about possibly Crown Jewel and stuff coming yeah. up on that event. And uh, first I mean, we don't like, have, yeah, whatever. there's some interesting stuff on here, though. We don't have to talk about the whole card, but no. I think it, first of all, I think it's interesting that they are even going back there. I mean, they've had a troubles in the past with running shows there, with yeah. travel, with it, it's like the Wild West there sometimes. So so it's interesting that they're taking the money and still going back there. I'm a little uh, interested in the fact they finally had a women's match not too long ago on there, and it was accepted, and obviously they had to dress differently. 
but there's multiple women's matches on this show, and, and they're and, all and they're all gonna have to dress that way that we saw last. I saw time. that. Yeah, I know. I figured that, but I'm also I'm a, I, I get nervous when they go to <laughs> Saudi Arabia and this stuff happens. I, I don't know. I just. A little uneasy, but can, uh, hey, can Roman Reigns even do his shtick with uh, "I'm the Tribal Chief"? Well, no, you you it. all have to pay homage to me. I'm the Tribal Chief. Will you the s- Will the King of <laughs> actually allow that? Do you see a title change happening here in any of these matches? Just to go through, I'm not going to go through the tag title matches, whatever. But there's Roman and Brock, Drew and Bobby, and then the women's title matches: Belair, Sasha, and Becky. I feel Isn't like the Bel- women's title is the most likely. I, well, I don't see Bel Air taking it because he's, she's going to Raw. Why would she take the SmackDown title to Raw? Unless they're, unless they're just going to flip-flop and the Raw title is going to be the SmackDown title and the SmackDown title is going to be the and Raw Charlotte's title. And Charlotte's on SmackDown now, right? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, they'll probably just keep it as it is then, I would think. Yeah. Uh, to me, that just doesn't make sense, the title change there. And I believe the boss stayed on SmackDown, right? Yeah. And Becky went to Raw. Right. So, actually, Sasha... Sasha no. actually is the best chance to actually win that. Well, wait. Charlotte's on SmackDown, right? Charlotte's on SmackDown. Who's Charlotte wrestling for her belt next? Uh, not on this show. So she's not. So there's no chance for the Raw title to change there. Yeah. So there's no, so yeah. I would say Charlotte. I would say Sasha doesn't. Because Becky's probably going to keep it. So or yeah, Becky's probably going to hold on to it. It's either going to be her or Bianca, and they're taking the yeah. belt to Raw. Yeah, I'd say so. That. I think Brock is going to keep. I mean, Roman's going to keep it. I don't think we're doing anything to get the belt off of Roman yet. I well, think we're that, that, well, I think they've actually kept him as a free agent because eventually they want to put together Lashley versus Brock. And one last thing before I get to the King of the Ring, the crown, or the Queen's crown, because I'm just curious about this. I noticed something in this. Goldberg, Lashley, the way this is being built. Do you see Goldberg winning? It almost looks like they're I do. Up. This is the give back. Yeah, yeah. That's why they took the belt off Lashley, I believe. No. I believe they saw a chance to put the belt on Big E. And they saw a chance to give this back to Goldberg. And quite frankly, I think that they didn't want Goldberg, obviously, to have the belt again. So get the belt off Lashley, give him his win here, and then, you know, it's a wash. They might even build up to Goldberg and Big E and have Big E go over Goldberg. They could, but I think they're going to build Big E toward Drew McIntyre right now. Right. Well, that match is set up. Now, I was looking at these Queen's Crown Tournament, and I had missed SmackDown as of this, but I saw the score, so it's garbage. I could not believe what I was looking at here. Vega beat Tony Storm. Yep. That must have pissed you right the fuck off when you saw yeah, it. Yeah, but that wasn't enough. No, then you... Carmella had to beat Liv Morgan on top yeah. of that. And we so... set up Vega versus Carmella. And I'm looking at the rest of this tournament. It's Dewdrop and Natalia, which, by the way, Piper Vivin is actually a good... yeah. one of the worst names, too. And then we got Dana Brooke versus Baszler. I feel like this is done appropriately. Yeah, Baszler yeah. should win the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Dana Brooke's going to get annihilated. And then, you... and then, and I think Dewdrop's going to go over Natalia. And then I think Baszler's going to get by Dewdrop. And then she's just going to destroy whoever she faces in the final. Right. That makes the most sense to me. Uh, uh, and don't get me wrong. I love Vega. I, I think Vega's a hell of a hand and she's a great worker. I, I really do like her. But Carmella's the drizzling shits. Now here's where it gets a little interesting on the men's side, too. Sami Zayn is in the semifinals now. Yeah. One over Mysterio. More and heat Finn, between the Mysterios. Yeah, and Finn Bauer beat Cesaro. This must, those look like they would have been two good matches. Is, is, is it going to be the New Day versus each other in the freaking semis? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Now, here's the thing. Xavier Woods has been petitioning online to be king of the ring for a long time. And I yeah. thought it was funny. However, 
There's one little caveat here. Ginger Mahal versus Kofi Kingston. This is in Saudi Arabia. Now, I know he's not Saudi Arabian, but he has a Middle Eastern descent. Do you think that plays a part in here? Or because he's not Saudi Arabian, they don't care. I mean, I don't think the people of Saudi Arabia give two shits about India. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Does WWE know that, though? But that being said... <laughs> Does the WWE know that? <laughs> yeah. Vin, I, I don't believe Vince will know that. And yeah. I, Jinder Mahal could go over in that match. He could go however, over in the whole tournament. <laughs> however, how, how interesting would it be to see the New Day versus each other for the... I, I think we are. I think this is going to set up. I think Woods is going to beat Ricochet. They don't care about Ricochet. Yeah. Woods, despite the fact Ricochet can be a great singles wrestler. And I think we're going to get Woods in the finals... How did the kid? Power. How did the kid from Saudi Arabia not get into this tournament? You know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to put the crown on him. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, might be a great finals if they actually, because Ricochet just went to SmackDown, yeah. and if they were actually going to start to give Ricochet a little bit of a push here, and they brought him in the finals, and it was Ricochet and Finn Balor at the end of this, that would make this actually pretty exciting. Oh, that'd be fantastic. How yeah. does anybody but Finn? Ta- Finn Balor win the fucking King of the Ring. I don't know. I don't know. He should. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see Sami Zayn win it just because I think that he would be a great heel as a king. Yeah. But but how does anybody but Finn Balor win this? I thing? mean, in my mind, Finn and Cesaro would have been the finals. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. How are they a first-round match? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm looking at the other bracket and going, Cesaro kills everyone. I, on that note, I think that will probably be enough for Crown Jewel talk. Yeah, that's... As far as we know, that where they're going back there, a little uneasy, but they take the money and they run every what, time. What, Dave, when is Crown Crown Jewel? Oh, good question. I had just put that away too, sir. Crown Jewel is coming up October twenty first, so that'll be roughly two weeks. Is that a Thursday night? That is going to be is Saturday. Yeah, yeah Thursday night. night. Probably so, Thursday afternoon. So, so, so that week, I believe you're going to get. Wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and nothing on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and actually coming up this week, ah, fuck it, we'll keep going a little bit here. As we're taping this on a Saturday, next week we'll have a live Rampage and a live Saturday Dynamite. Yeah. And now it's interesting to note, this just came out, SmackDown is going to FS1 next week. And what they're doing is they're actually going to go over a half hour. (laughs) Do you know why SmackDown's on FS1 next week? That's preempted by football? Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, okay. This week, this week the Red Sox and the Rays played on Fox Sports 1 yeah. for the divisional playoffs. But next week is actually the American League playoffs. And they'll end up having that on regular Fox. So you'll have SmackDown on FS1. But here's the interesting thing. They're going to FS1. They're going to stay a half hour over. Tony Khan tweeted out, I can't wait to beat the A-show next week. Been a long that's time awesome. coming. I think that's interesting. And you know, because they're on FS1, they that might happen. That's only going to be a half hour. But but now here's the thing. Here's WWE. <laughs> it's so petty. <laughs> They've already booked Becky Lynch defending the title against Shasha Banks. <laughs> Brock Lesnar will be on the show. And Roman Reigns, of course, will be there. And we're all predicting they're going to be in that last half hour. <laughs> They'll all be in that last half hour. It's going to yeah. be the greatest half hour in SmackDown history. They're going to do what they can. Now, Rampage is already the booked. Rest, the rest of the show is going to suck. Rampage. One half hour. Rampage is already booked CM Punk and Matt Seidel. And it is live next week. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what else they're in the bat. I know they got, 
that's going to be, and I, I thought it was going to be on Dynamite, but I think it's it's going to be on Rampage now. Jericho. And, no, that uh, is, that's been scheduled for Rampage the whole time. Yeah. Oh, it has the whole time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be on they, as well. They, they were very clear about the fact that we're going to do this in Miami, well, our hometown. That's what is. I, okay, that's fair. They did say Miami. This actually, because both episodes are going to be in Miami. Yeah. Dynamite is going to be, yeah. So, all right. So, Either way, should be an interesting week next week. Uh, do you think it makes, like when Tony Khan calls him out, I know you're going to chuck a lot of stuff like that. I do too. But from a business standpoint, is it poking the bear or is it, hey, this audience doesn't care. They're going to love you if you beat them. And if you don't beat them, they don't forgive you. They don't give a shit. So, so, so here's the thing. The audience that's watching AEW for the most part, I think, yeah. is an audience that's not going to choose SmackDown over them anyways. Right. So all it's doing is drawing the attention of anybody who might be on that fringe, who might be like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, what's going on over here? Right. Uh, they've got, they, they've got CM Punk. They have a lawyer, loyal fan base. Like WWE has a bigger fan base because they have a bigger casual audience. Yeah. But I think that loyal fan base is clearly AEW. Well, also on a Friday night, anybody who's staying up after 10 mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little bit higher in the age bracket right. compared to the kids that tune in to watch SmackDown earlier in the show. Well, we'll see. One thing is interesting, too, I know, too, I was listening, I think it was Russell Observer that reported, too, that like... AEW actually won the house show attendance for the month of September. And it was very close, but they did. And they lost in August, but that was also very close. And now we're going to be in October. We'll see what happens. But So so here's the funny thing with AEW winning the attendance or coming close to winning the attendance. You also have to remember they play smaller venues. Mm-hmm. When, when WWE goes into a place, they're usually seating out larger venues, whereas typically AEW's going to the almost B venue where they're about 10,000 seating capacity less or 20,000 seating capacity less. But the difference is AEW's filling it to the rafters, whereas WWE is not. True. So Well, it should be interesting. Good time to be a wrestling fan, folks. On that note, this is the Working Fans Podcast for the man called Dave, AJ Strangebrew. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 